0: Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, this is Tony tuning in, and today our guest is Steven Antuna from Regora. Welcome, Steven. How you doing? I'm good, Tony. How you doing, man? Doing really well. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, so... Regora. Uh, Regora is out here shortening turn times, increasing transparency, and making the appraisal process easier and faster for everyone involved. So it looks like you guys are changing the game for mortgage lenders and appraisal vendors. Am I right? Yeah, you got it. We're
1: um, at this point a Series B venture-backed company um, who's found pretty good market fit. And, uh, you know, I think we're part of a larger Ecosystem or, or change, you know, with digital transformation happening across the entire, um, you know, sort of real estate and mortgage industry, and then specifically the part we're focused on is um, really improving the appraisal process, right? Which is really the point in the, um, you know, sort of the whole lending process where they have to go outside their four walls and bring in a third party to ensure that um, the loan that they're underwriting is collateralized and, and you know, done in an appropriate way. And uh, it's a big part of uh, the, the whole journey for lenders. And, and we're really looking to make sure that that process is optimized, not just for the lenders and the appraisers, but also the consumers.
0: So, awesome. Well, you know what our show is all about. We're about sales transformation and highlighting some of the sales leaders out there, for thinking sales leaders that are out there, uh, changing the way we engage Customers and you know hit our hit our revenue goals. So love, I'd love to talk to you a little bit today about uh, the single biggest challenge that you faced last year in 2020 and how how you overcame it as far as hitting your revenue goals. So the single biggest challenge in 2020 related to hitting your revenue goals at Regora and how you how you uh, how you overcame that challenge.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to share. And I think, um, yeah, I'm probably not in in too different of a boat than uh, a number of other sales leaders and companies. Um, So I joined Regora in May of 2020, right? So, you know, really when the whole global pandemic was really starting to pick up steam and um, we had come off a really strong year. You know, it's really, 2019 was really the first year that we had a product in the market. And the vast majority um, of our leads and subsequent pipeline and deals came through being at industry conferences, right? And, and showcasing our technology and getting it in front of uh, large groups of um, potential customers. And that that really serviced us well, just in terms of getting our name out there. And, and so what, yeah, I think that the biggest challenge, at least for us um, at Regora because we're selling to a very traditional constituency, right, where industry conferences, in-person meetings, dinners, um, different events, you know, where you're actually spending physical time with people has very much been the norm. So uh, that's definitely the journey, you know, for us was, was really sort of redefining what our sales motion would look like um, and how we make that sort of a, an interesting and equitable proposition, not just for us, but, you know, for the folks that we're selling to who are who are, you know, on the fly, really trying to figure out how they become Um, you know, it's more virtually adapted, uh, writing mortgages and running their businesses.
0: Got it. So that compelling event for you guys was once they cut off the conferences and conferences were getting canceled, then it was an immediate stop of, okay, wait, how do we actually get in front of the people that we want to build these relationships with so that we can sell our product? So that was an immediate halt right there, changing the whole uh, operation. So what would you say as you, how would you describe Your quantitative goal relative to this challenge that you were about to approach?
1: You know, I think we wanted to start to look at some of those intermediary sales vitals, right, if you will, um, to ensure that we're actually starting to engage with our audience. Um, Maybe not at the same level we would to start that we would, you know, if we were at a large industry conference where you can bang out, you know, 30, 40 meetings in a couple of days. So, you know, when I sort of pulled up in the hood, I was looking at what our our outbound looked like, which was really um, kind of focused on some in-mail and a little bit of, um, you know, sort of blast email with um, some software technology. So, you know, quantitatively, what I really wanted to see is that there were some semblance of building blocks, right, that we could actually start to generate pipeline and subsequent deals by um, restructuring the way that we engage with our market, right, and that was starting with having really good information, and identifying what our ideal customer profile is, right. So not only firm type, but the actual role, right. Lenders, obviously, there's there's a number of different departments that we could target from a persona perspective. So really taking the time to cleanse our data, so we felt good about, hey, this is our addressable market within Salesforce. Now that we've done that, what's a reasonable amount of new meetings and new interactions that we should have based upon our revenue targets. Um, And then, you know, thinking about how many of those initial meetings then convert to pipeline like that, that for us was sort of a new formula that needed to be reconsidered. Um, So, you know, from from a quantitative perspective, while obviously revenue and bookings are always the goal for us, we had to really sort of revisit what some of those intermediary targets should be.
0: And that's interesting, I, I thought of something while you were while you were sharing that with me. It sounds like before when you were able to just go into a conference and you knew that people that would be interested or that you could serve were there, you didn't have to be as targeted with the information maybe, and as you kind of change into this new challenge or or trying to address this new challenge, you said, "Hey, we had to refocus in and identify what's our i c p maybe it sounds like maybe you guys had to get more." Clarity on those things because of the fact that you wouldn't have the advantage of just being able to show up and engage with whoever engaged. Is that is that the case? Is that a yeah, we,
1: yeah. I think that I think it's safe to say that. I think for us too, it's not um, you know, it's not like a traditional uh, maybe IT space where there's so many different vendors uh, vying for for different parts of that sector. There aren't hundreds of appraisal right. So for us, it, it isn't as much about what makes us unique relative to the competition, like that's part of it for sure. For us, there's, um, you know, I think the biggest challenge that we had in terms of getting in front of people is that while this whole pandemic was going on, interest rates are at historic lows and our customers were going through this massive transformation where they're now all working virtually at a time when their volumes were higher than ever, right? So for us, it was actually competing for space mind space right and and trying to figure out what could be my message that's going to get them to take some time away from the busiest time in their company's history to spend a few minutes to think about how regora may be able to to
0: add some value nice um and it's funny because actually that's one of the things that we all have to really contend with is that we've got something great we got this new opportunity but it's definitely uh competing all the time with What's going on in, the, in this person's day-to-day life, right? And, you know, when's the right time to put this in front of them or how do we contextualize it so they understand, this isn't more things for me to do. This is, if I take the time to engage, this is something that could actually make my life easier, right? Yeah. Nice. So, so I'm assuming then you guys had this challenge in front of you and then you create a plan, how this is what we're going to do to try to attack it. Could you take us through that? How did you guys, you know, what kind of plan did you guys come up with initially? To uh, set out on this new course,
1: right? So mm. I'm looking at sort of the conversions in terms of number of contracts in the pipeline and how often those are converting. The number of meetings that are converting into pipeline, like they were above industry average. You know, so to me, like that was sort of an indication that we need to amplify. You know, sort of the volume. Um, but also the modalities in which we're going to market in terms of our prospecting behaviors. So our message had to be targeted in the sense that look, we recognize you know you guys are are maybe uh, under capacity in terms of the loans that you're trying to underwrite. The reason for my call today is I think we may have technology that may give you guys more visibility, predictability, and and really sort of ensure that, um, as volumes increase that you have technology that allows you to grow at scale, you know, alongside that. So I think that was one of the things that was really critical to us, Tony, is, is trying to figure out messaging that was aligned to some of the, the symptoms and the
0: circumstances
1: that our buyers were experiencing.
0: Got it, so then, all right, so that's uh, actually ends up being one of those challenges that a lot of folks talk about is how do we get our message to connect better with the people that we're targeting? And you mentioned uh, the the modalities that you used um, Earlier, you mentioned that you all did some stuff with LinkedIn. Did you all end up doubling down on LinkedIn a little bit as you thought about how to deploy these messages or did you look at some other channels as well?
1: Yeah, we were doing, I mean, a little bit of LinkedIn, but um, predominantly, you know, we were in email, um, email. without okay. a ton of purpose. And it was just, you know, I mean, frankly, we um, we were pretty flat in terms of the organization, right? We had eight or 10 salespeople all reporting into the CEO who was doing, you know, 20 different things. So for us, email was the primary modality. And, you know, I think if you're doing it really well, maybe you get 1% conversion right with email is your, is your primary outreach tool, Um, which obviously that's, that's not a great percentage. So what we wanted to do was, um, you know, kind of mix that up and, and introduce the concept of um, outbound cold calling, which again, you know, a lot of organizations have moved away from that and, and feel like cold calling is dead and there's a big push towards social selling. I think it just depends upon the industry. Um, so I think, you know, we have this um, this audience that, you know, we felt we could be really efficient if we introduced uh, the concept of, um, you know, sort of cold calling and, and having targeted messaging and, um, you know, really sort of a talk track that allowed us to sort of get to the heart
0: of, of what a lot of the, the challenges that these lenders are facing. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. What was the experience for you guys as you embarked upon adding cold calling to the mix that you found was a little bit more challenging than expected? Yeah, like the
1: basic stuff, right? Like initially, it's about getting the technology right. You know, so we used, um, we partnered with a firm, you know, externally, um, the Pipeline Group to really help us um, become more proficient in this area. But just getting used to the technology, right? They have a really cool technology that allows you to make. You know, up to 500 dials a day um, per BDR, which is, you know, at least two or three X what you would get from sort of a standard dialing tool. Um, but just getting used to the technology takes some time. And, you know, also getting used to being able to verbalize our core value, right? Like we were not conditioned. We didn't do, um, you know, a ton of um, dry runs and, and sort of practice pitch. Um, you know, we sort of scripted it out. You know, we did a little bit of that. But, you know, we were throwing them right in the fire. And I give the the BDRs a ton of credit, you know, because they were going in head first. Um, And I think for, you know, the first two or three weeks, you know, we're we're looking at this new sort of general um, conversation guide that allows you to sort of navigate that conversation and look for various rebuttals and objections. Uh, But it wasn't pressure tested against the market. Right. So beyond sort of introducing a new technology, um, that, you know, sort of changes the, you know, the composition of their day. We're, we're now, um, you know, asking relatively, um, you know, folks that are early in their sales profession to get on and be the front line and the tip of the spear and to have those conversations that are going to decide whether or whether or not we're going to engage this lender. So pretty heady stuff, but they, um, they did an amazing job of, of really sort of building that competency, um, you know, just with trial and error. So it's fun to watch.
0: Nice. Okay, cool. So, you got these folks focusing on prospecting, uh, these sales development reps, and then, boom, they're handing off qualified meetings to your account executives or your main sales team. Um, how long did it take to get to that point where, since you guys were learning this new, how long would you say it took to get to that point where you felt like, all right, now we're, we're clicking on all cylinders? A couple months for sure,
1: you know, um, because there's the whole data aspect to that. If you don't have good clean data, and data is an imperfect thing, right? So, um, part of it was sort of getting all of our our information from our CRM set up in a way that allowed us to to go execute on on you know cold calling, right, and and more telephony based prospecting. So, you know, kind of once we got the the information, the technology piece rolling, um, we kind of jumped into it within a matter of a couple of weeks, and then you know, I think. After about 45, 60 days, we started to find our footing a little bit, gain a little bit more confidence with the process. Um, you know, but like anything, you know, that that is just sort of the tip of the spear. Right. In terms of um, what we initially started talking about you and I today, which is we're sort of reevaluating our wholesales motion. This was just the one piece we had to change just to get our foot in the door and yep. not even you know, sort of discounting the um you know, sort of the changes that we have to make downstream from our actual sales process. Great, great,
0: great. Thanks for sharing that. So, so here we go. We're on the, we're, we're just about on the wrap up here and this is the the proverbial question is, so how did it go? Were you able, did you hit your quantitative goal? You know, just in terms of our lender engagement, you know, the number of conversations
1: that we're having, number of meetings, um, our pipeline grew, you know, almost uh, three and a half X. Um, Now we're in that execution phase, right? So we got 2021 ahead of us. Uh, But I think, you know, some of those changes that we made are going to make it, um, you know, a lot more feasible for us to, um, you know, hit that um, sort of that growth. Percentage that we're targeting this year, which, as a venture-backed company, obviously um, you know generally those are pretty ambitious targets. And so, am I satisfied that we got there? No, I think it's a constant evolution, right? Like, I, I don't know that I'd ever be fully happy with kind of where we are. I think you're always tweaking that and looking for ways to sort of recognize their circumstances, understand the business dynamics, and try to align your sales motion to one that um, to one that really sort of makes you
0: a trusted advisor and someone that, you know, when you call, they're going to pick up the phone. It sounds like you guys will go ahead and keep this new channel, this new means of engaging folks, this new modality. And uh once we get an opportunity to engage with people in person again uh on a more regular basis, it sounds like it's just going to add kerosene to the to the fire, if you will. <laughs> yeah, you, you, hope hope so. So. <laughs> you hope so. You um, hope so. All right. You know, All right. Well, we'll be on the lookout for uh, Regora to um, continue disrupting the appraisal and lending market. Um, before we sign off, uh, what's your advice for sales leaders out there that may be facing a similar challenge to what you faced last year?
1: I mean, I think they're all facing somewhat similar challenges. And, um, you know, I don't think my, my advice will be too unique, but I think the, the concept of just experimenting. Right. Knowing that, um, you know, we're in a new environment and some of the levers that you used to pull um, to drive deals, drive awareness, you know, build a marketplace. Um, they're not available to you. And there's there's no sort of magic bullet. You know, I think every sort of industry is is going to be a little bit different, but don't be afraid to experiment. Um, it's OK to to fail in that regard. Like, I think you're not you're not learning if you're not failing part of the time. So I think, you know, continue to push those boundaries Um, There's so much more information, you know, publicly available with with different industry sources. You know, Revenue Collective is a great example of, you know, thinking about um, sales and go to market as a profession. So I think leverage your your industry peers. I think they're more willing to talk about their stories, their wins, their challenges um, than they ever have been before. So, you know, just kind of keep your eyes open with that stuff and uh, invest in the process.
0: Awesome. Hey, well, thanks again. Thanks again for being on the show today, Stephen. Um, And you know what? Stephen mentioned a few tools that are using Gong and he mentioned um, an auto dialer. If you guys want to follow up with Stephen and get some of his advice directly, you can find him on LinkedIn uh, slash Stephen Antuna. And uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, Thanks for being a part of Transforming Sales. And we'll catch you soon, Stephen. Have a great one. All right, Sony, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it.